Stag. Man and his amazing friends. How's it going, everybody? The year is 2020. It's the very first episode of Stegman and His Amazing Friends of the new decade. There it is. Thank you, Donnie. Welcome to Stegman and His Amazing Friends. Ryan, are you excited for another decade of episodes? Another full 10 years, no weeks off ever again. That's an interesting take since we haven't even done one full year yet, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Another year would imply one year in the bank. Yeah. No, he's going for a decade, though. Yes, we're going oh, all the way. We're yeah. taking this shit all the way to 2030. Um, oh, dope. I'll be okay. dead by then. Yeah. But one of us <laughs> will be. I don't know. Yeah. One of us will be. Wink, wink. Who could that be? All right. Uh, if one of you is going to die before the other, how is it happening? Is is it one of you guys killing the other? Is somebody else killing no. you guys? Chip? No, is Chip involved anywhere here? It's 100% me dying before everyone else. And it's mm. like... Uh, for sure, not a fun thing that anyone wants to talk about in, in public. Uh-huh. It's going to be one of those things about like people go up to, to Ryan and be like, "Oh man, I'm so so sad for you, man. You like your boy died," and Ryan will be like, "Yeah, that's rough." And he's like, "How did that happen?" It's just like, ah, you know, he was just being Donnie. He was, um, you know, Donnie is a complicated guy, you know. Um, yeah, thanks, and just like move on politely. I'm planning on never dying, honestly. It's going to be because you loudly voiced your opinions about a Star Wars movie, and somebody was upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, good thing we'll never well, talk about Star Wars on this show. No, probably no, not. No. I can't Did anybody it. do anything cool for their New Year's or Christmas or anything? We, 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 I don't think we, we, have we spoken since Christmas? No, no. The last episode we had was with Dennis Hopeless and his floor, floor guys. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, can I just say this? Yes. Sometimes, you guys... <laughs> Sometimes there is cause to just say, "Hey, maybe we don't put the, this one out. Like, <laughs> like, maybe we just, maybe this one isn't releasable in its current form or worth it." Well, um, we we did like, one with Jerry Duggan, and his audio, the audio was all messed up, and we couldn't release right. that one. <clears throat> but and Dennis, you didn't learn no, a thing Dennis, from it. Dennis has people with power saws <laughs> buzzing around right. his head, and that's the thing, guys. <laughs> like, if it was Grant Morrison or Brian K. Vaughn, then yeah, try and do what you can do. But like Dennis Hopeless, I don't know that we really need Dennis Hopeless getting his floors waxed in the background. Um, <laughs> big ups to my homie Dennis, love you too, bud. Um, uh, I was gonna put a poll out on Twitter that said uh, best hair in comic books: A. Donny Cates, B. Not Dennis Hopeless. <laughs> Do you want to know something sad about my hair? This is the, I mean, this is why I'm so devastated about losing it. In high school, uh, I was runner up in the mock elections for best hair. I had beautiful uh, a beautiful thick mane. Yeah, I've been I have been noticing that I'm I'm getting a little I'm getting a little. It's kind of starting to go up a little bit in That's the back. Starts, I'm not. Man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you can start it, taking dude. Propecia now, but you could also. You think so? It. Yeah, if you take it, if you take Propecia, you'll never lose your hair, but you may have a penis that never functions again. Mm, I'm about to be bald, dude. So sure I, I actually ordered it at one point, bit of a but then I was like, I can't, I can't risk this. Nah. And also, yeah. I was like, I also was already past the point where I was like, you know, it was worth saving. I think you look good. I agree. I'm just saying I I, it's, it's only because it's only because I used to have luxurious hair and now I right. just have 
ant legs dad hair. out of the top of my head. <laughs> you have a little dad hair. I like it. Um, I, uh, 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 what were we just talking about? Uh, uh, how, oh, Dennis Hope was. Yeah, guy. Fucking unbelievable. Unprofessional. Horrible. Um, <laughs> I, you know what I did? Oh, he, you yeah, I him. Did? Yeah, no, he was totally. To- yeah, 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 him, him. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw My Chemical Romance and their fucking reunion show in LA. Mm-hmm. And it was the greatest show I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, I was screaming like a little girl. It was amazing. <laughs> did you get backstage? Was- Do you know Gerard? I do know Gerard and did not get backstage. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, by the time that I, you know, I found out about the reunion, because MCR is my biggest, or my, or my favorite band of all time. And um, I, I never got to see them live when they were around, because I kind of missed it. Um, like, I, I was into them in high school, but then, like, um, kind of fell off and kind of rediscovered them again with the Black Parade and the Killjoys album and all that stuff. Um, and then just fell in love with them so much. Um, and I had missed the boat. And so when the reunion show came around, I immediately texted Gerard and I was like, Hey man, I'm so excited for the show. And he was like, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, so when I meant, uh, normally how this works, uh, is, and so I was just like straight up and I was like, Hey man, look, do I need to buy tickets? Cause he's been, when, when he was on, when he was a, a solo act, he came to Austin a few, a few times and I just texted him and we hung out and stuff. Um, but no, by, by the time I, I worked up the nerve to call him, the guest list was already so fucked. Uh, probably right. That it's the biggest MCR show of all time. Right. Well, so this and was so, in, you said this was in LA. And, yeah, and I'm LA, sure he's got so many people there. That, oh, dude, yeah. totally, absolutely. Um, but it, yeah, the show was incredible. I was dressed like a goth. I mean, I heard Dennis girl. Hopeless was was backstage. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, his floor guys, cool. actually, that was the entirety of the guest <laughs> list was Dennis and then um, the whole team. So I'm actually wearing right now um, the hoodie that I got at that show, and then underneath this hoodie is also a My Chemical Romance shirt, and I almost rocked my hat. Um, until Megan was just like, are you going to wear all my chemical romance gear on this podcast? And I didn't even realize that I was wearing as much as I was already. So I, I, I refrained from that. Um, Ryan, how was your holidays? It was good. I think that, um, you know, hopefully someday you'll, you'll understand this joy. But uh, once you have kids, Christmas is cool again. Because it kind of yeah. kind of becomes a you know a bummer or yeah sure. it becomes a pain in the ass for a while mm-hmm. but now it's pretty great you know getting to uh, give them presents and they got did the bikes. boys get any presents they, they got bikes? me a, they got me a ping pong table nice which Aww. they they acquired by being Harrison I, I I said I want a ping pong table and then Harrison went through the uh, the J C Penny catalog or whatever they go through now. <laughs> And he circled a ping pong table and he's like, done. You got it. You got one, Dad. <laughs> do so you, do you, we, we do you ping it. pong? Yeah, I love ping pong. My, I grew up with a ping pong table, yeah. Well, when I come out to stay at your house for a week, um, you and I will ping pong. All right. It's going to happen. Sounds good. Can you guys, when I do this, can you guys hear it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Awesome. All right, cool. <laughs> now, this desk is so good for, for finger. Blasting. Is it really loud? Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. Loud. I'm sure it's. I'm sure people at home super enjoy that. What What'd you um, do for New Year's? Me, I, Meg, and I um, made a uh, uh, a homemade pizza on a pizza stone mm-hmm. um, with some like crushed garlic and basil and mushrooms and olives. 
and we put it in the oven, and then we ate it on the couch and watched Doctor Who. Yeah. That sounds pretty all right. Yeah. Was Dan Slott there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. If the you say his name three Doctor times while an episode of Doctor Who is on, he'll show up. Uh, um, yeah, it was great. It was honestly, because like we travel so much, and this is the first time I've been home for more than a month all year. And so when I'm home, I don't want to do shit. I don't right. want to leave the house. I don't want to do anything. And yeah. so Megan and I have just been doing that, and it has been glorious. Yeah, that's so, pretty yeah. much where I'm at. I, did, I played five hours of Link's Awakening yesterday. Nice. That's cool. You're on a deadline. Um, <laughs> really? It's pretty that's loose. Cool here. Pretty loose that's right cool now. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what about you, Griffin? Um, Wait, what is a, how old are you, Griffin? 21. So what did you oh, do? So he was years? getting thrown. Yeah, are you still hung over or what? <laughs> he was getting thrown. Today? Like still? No. Yeah. Look, Look at how the... small his eyes are. Look at how hung over he is. Griffin, wait till you're Space wait till you hit bloated. 30 and you start having the two-day hangovers. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you do for New Year's? Tell me. Um, my roommate is funny story. My roommate is an international student. Uh some stuff happened. He had to leave the country uh, in October. Um, Should we not ask about what <laughs> it's, the, it's, the it's, yada 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 of that? Story no, is, it's or? there's no like legal things. Just a misunderstanding uh, of the mm-hmm. specifics of a student visa. Um, it's fine. Everything worked out. It's good. New Year's Eve was the day he came back to the. Oh US. my god! And so yeah. So, so after, you did get turned, correct? <laughs> oh, we were blasted. It was great. And right, then yeah, uh, our buddy's car got stuck on the way out, so you better believe solid hour out in the snow trying to get that thing out of there. Uh, woke up very, very sore. And that's it. Only sore, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Not hungover. Only hung sore. Not hungover. No, absolutely not. I'm a good rewind boy. Ethan, what did you do? Oh, well, you know, by the grace of God, I'm you 15 years sober, so... Um, I, I, I had a nice tame evening in the bathtub uh, with, a, with a glass of apple cider. Um, and uh, I just watched the new year roll by, you know? It was a lovely evening. Wait a second. How old are you? The sober, I'm the say, sober the thing is, is bullshit. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also 21. Yeah, it's no, I was fucked. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you stopped drinking when you were five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I had 15 years sober when I was 15. <laughs> Tell me when Ethan puked all over your bathroom. What oh year my was god, this? that okay. was rough. Oh my god. All right. So Ethan, of course, we want. met over the internet and through this sort of stuff. And uh, and he lives on the other side of the country. Ryan and I are Michigan boys. Um, Donnie and Ethan are Midwest boys. Uh, ish. What, what did you just say to me? Uh, Texas. <laughs> it's right there. It's pretty Mid-west? much Midwest. <laughs> That's not Midwest. It's it it's, connect, it's, it's connected there. The it, it's watch also your south. mouth. It's right dude. there at the it bottom of the Midwest. It's Texas. <laughs> Texas is its own thing. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Midwest. Ethan's, Ethan's pretty much right okay. above you. He's from Oklahoma originally. Boo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, very rarely do we get to hang out uh, in person. Uh, one time, though, he was coming through Michigan on his way just before he moved to Alaska, no man's land, of course. And so I was like, well, hey, man, you have to stop in Grand Rapids and you got to hang out for the weekend. And he did. Uh, and, and you know, we were just both so excited to be hanging out <laughs> with each other that uh-huh. the very first night uh, we both just got blackout drunk uh, and 
I puked in my bathtub a lot. Okay. Um, Griffin Griffin destroyed a lovely <laughs> chair that his mother bought him. I I was locked in the bathroom as my girlfriend like cried like let me help you through the door and I was like no I don't want you to see me like this. this. <laughs> and Ethan, we both had genius ideas. I being right next to the toilet for some reason decided no bathtub is the yeah i chose the sink i chose the sink (laughs) the sink so nobody did the toilet no not at all (laughs) this is insane there was a little bit of the floor Um, so you guys have so much floor bathtub chair um (laughs) myself if we could have repeated this on new year's we would have but uh unfortunately you, you know we weren't able to. I think Ryan, we're, well, you, we're saving it for C2E2. We're saving it for oh, yeah, C2E2. I was going to say, should we bring that up? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. Don't, 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 Ryan, do not let these fucking monsters stay in a room. Oh, they're not staying in my room. No, absolutely I'm fuck purchasing not. a separate Ryan, room do them. you remember being this young and being like this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't even... If I, dude, if I threw up from drinking right now... First of all, it'd be a, b- a bigger symptom of a way larger problem. <laughs> but I don't think I'd—I don't think I'd ever get up off the floor. I think that's no, just where I would live. Anytime that I drink enough to even have like the slightest hangover, I get so—I'm just like, what is wrong? With me? I'm Thirty-eight <laughs> years old. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know us, just livers of steel over here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently yeah. not stomachs. For though. now. For now. Yeah. For now. For now. That's all right. Yeah. So hey, really quick, guys. Yeah. Um, we're gonna cut all that out, right? All yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of that. So, are you guys ready to start? The, are you guys ready to start the show? <laughs> let's, let's hit record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's hit record. Um, can I show you guys something fucking insane? Yeah. Um, so, I had a signing yesterday, uh, first day of the year, and it was for Thor number one, which we're gonna talk about. But I made an absolute fucking tactical error. <laughs> Um, because I, I, you know, um, I have, um, uh, prices for signing at most shows that I go to, which is really just a way to get the line down and to, 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 um, uh, expedite the process. Um, but when I do store signings, I rarely, if ever sign. And when I do, it's if somebody is doing, is doing like a CGC thing. You but mean charge, I thought, you rarely charge. What did I say? Sign. It just oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, re- I rarely ever charge in comic book stores. Almost never. It's only if like there's a CGC thing or whatever. But, um, so for this Thor number one signing here in Austin, I was like, it's my hometown turf. It's Thor number one, my dream book. It's New Year's Day. I said, bring whatever the fuck you guys want. I will sign as many books as you want. Oof. No charge. And then I made this joke on Twitter. Mm-mm. I said, all I will ask is that you bring some candy. Right? Now you guys want to see yeah. what fucking happened to me? <laughs> this whole fucking thing. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Holy shit. Uh, that. This. Is what fucking happened. Oh, I like that Haribo. Mm-hmm. Dude. Mm-hmm. Un-fucking real. Any now and laters in this there? This is... Okay, listen. <laughs> I love all of you. I love all of you diehard, like, Ryan Stegman show podcast <laughs> fans who brought me so many <laughs> fucking decks of now and laters. 
There's so many. And I, I can't help but feel at this point, though, that they're fucking with me. Because none of these are the good shit. <laughs> this is all this new uh, Laffy Taffy fucking horseshit. Which, I love you guys. I love you guys. But hey, you know what, though? Look, there's more. More fucking nouns. That, that, like, there's there's Wait, so much. Did you, Here's one. Did you ever find out if the, the old formula still exists? Yes, I had some intrepid... Look, another pack of fucking now. <laughs> um, I had some intrepid fans online uh, dig into it for me. And yes, the company was bought by uh, somebody else, I guess, and they changed the formula. Um, and actually, today, I finally had some free time because I thought we were recording an hour ago, and so I had to kill... It's like I couldn't go back to writing mm-hmm. it's only an hour. Um, and so I spent it trying to research and find a place... <laughs> Where you could buy old school now and later scob stoppies. Well, um, I, I, at the local bowling alley that I spent some time at this week, I realized that they have, they're all loose, mm-hmm. old now and later. I mean, they're, they're wrapped See, individually. Okay, no, but yeah, look, so I have some of those in here, and I, I got excited because, like, look, did they look like this, right? Like this guy? Yeah, right. kind of. Yeah. yeah. But they're still so, the taffy shit? They're still the fucking taffy, dude. It's so, you can't fucking find it. And, like, I, I finally found validation online today because I looked on Amazon and there's like all these like buckets of them that you can buy and all this shit, you know? And um, almost every first review is like, this is bullshit. These are <laughs> like soft, taffy fucking bullshit. And like all the questions to the sellers are like, is it hard? Is it the new fucking bullshit? So like, I'm not alone. I'm not fucking crazy. It feels really good. And Wouldn't those but, just be called nows? <laughs> well, actually, laters. Because nows are hard. hard. Now it's hard. Yeah, later. that's right. Yeah. yeah, but it's just, it's so, unbe- it's fucking crazy, dude. They've nerfed this candy because the fucking children of this world are too soft. <laughs> I guess. Exactly. Are you talking about me and, and Griffin? <laughs> That's yes, exactly yes. it. Us yeah, Gen Zers, we came yeah, in here throwing up your little we're taffy, just fucking the world, and <laughs> making everything taffy. Everything yeah, should dude. be soft you and chewy, just like in our the bathtubs. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say before we get into Thor, uh, I'm gonna put this it, on mute. I'm not not paying attention to you. I just want to get this crinkly sound while I put this away, so right. I can hear you. But yeah, appreciate you. Uh, so we will be doing C2E2. I got confirmation for the. Uh, we're gonna have a Stegman Show podcast in at C2E2 live. Uh, Chip will happening. not be there because he's not allowed in Wait, the U.S. There's a C2E2 live segment show? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to be there? Well, I told you to come. Well, you didn't tell me you were doing that. I, I, I Yes, I did. I said I was no, going to try to. Just fly right. out for it. I'm, All I'm right. you again. I know it's hard, Donnie. <laughs> um, you got to come hang out with us, whatever. I know we're not My Chemical Romance, but it's cool. you goddamn right you're not. <laughs> Um, that, that's our guarantee wanna... is that the live segment show will be as lit as an MCR concert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I am going to be drunk at this. <laughs> it's, it's at like 9.30 at night. There's no way. Or 8.30 or something like that. We all just stumble on stage. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Do, do we want God. to uh, eviscerate the Star Wars movie right now or do oh. we want to go into Thor? <laughs> Well, no, hold on, hold on, though, hold on. Okay. I'm just about to put this candy away. I we we have something we need to fucking talk about before we get into Star Wars. That's way more pressing than Star Wars. What's that? We got Chip Zdarsky banned from Twitter. Got oh yeah. 
Well, we got him, you guys. We only had to have every person that we know report him. His naked butt. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the the problem with that butt is that it's so sensual. Yeah. It's so... He's got a cute little butt on him. He really does. <laughs> it's way better. I have no butt. I, I go back to legs. I have, a, I, I have a pretty I have a pretty cute little butt on me. Yeah. It's true. I I'll, I'll put it up on that. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you and you and Chip have a gotta have a battle of the butts. A butt off? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let the world decide. Find Let a the, shallow yeah. pool. <laughs> I don't know that this weird like edge is... of the world pool that he's on. Yeah. And he's yeah. just, just sticking his ass out yeah. at us. We're like, come I on, Chip. I don't know that my butt is is as cute as Chip's, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. As far as butts and comics go, I think I can hold my own. I can hold my own butt. Um, so, it's funny though. I was texting Chip. That night, um, when he got banned, and I was like, Chip, what the fuck did you do? What did you do? And I didn't hear from him for like an entire night, and I was like, oh, Chip, I, I actually, I don't, I'm fucking with this guy, but I hope everything's okay. <laughs> and then in the morning, he texts him here. I'll, just, I'll read you guys our texts. It's so, it's so fucking funny. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I know we wanted to keep it a surprise, but the C2E2 panel is actually the the butt battle thing. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> butt battle anymore. They can just have to go up on the sure. dais and shake their little tushies. <laughs> they won't. Right, they won't so allow I, that at actual C two E two. So we're doing it at the hotel down the street, offsite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in in my room. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I texted Chip. I said, I said, what did you do on Twitter? And I said, send me, send like, send me a, a something to say so I can I can give to Twitter so they know know you're alive. Like four hours go by, and I said, "Chip, are you dead?" <laughs> and then like two hours go by, and I just said, "Chip," and then nothing. And then in the morning, at six a.m., he goes, "I had a very lovely sleep," and then I woke up to a thousand DMs and a banning. And honestly, I haven't felt that free in a long time. <laughs> I want to see then, something here. I texted him about it too. I want to see if he copied and pasted this text. Oh my! Oh, God. did he? He's just got uh, his hold bit. on. Uh, I woke up to a bunch of texts asking what <laughs> happened, and when I checked my email, I saw this, and I almost just left my account banned because it truly felt like freedom. So he did reword uh, it. He did reword it. He should have. What an idiot! Just fucking copy and paste it. <laughs> yeah, he should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I said, I said, ha ha ha. Did they did they tell you why? And he just wrote back my butt. <laughs> And I said, of course. <laughs> but my favorite thing I told him was that somebody had to have reported it for I know. the butt. So somebody That's went out crazy. of their way and was like, I am offended. It's crazy. <laughs> because I can see a butt cheek. It's crazy. Oh, were we not calling for that? Like, is that not our rally call? I got all the Stegman fans to do it. Should yeah. I not have done that? Hey, Meg. Meg. Do you think that I have a cuter butt than Chips Zadarski? I've never seen. Do you want to? No. Come on, here, come here, no. come, come look at Chip's butt. Special guest, cute. everybody, Megan. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have the cutest butt in the world. Yeah, this is what Chip got banned from because his little butt was showing in his header. <laughs> Your butt's cuter. My butt's cuter. Yeah. So say that in the microphone. Uh, Donnie Kate's butt is cuter than Chip Zdarsky's. Well, there you have Fucking it, folks. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. From a lady. Yeah, <laughs> from a lady. <laughs> All right. We're always talking about Chip's butt. So, you know, um, there's all the Chip jokes, but at a certain point, it starts to feel like punching down. You know, it's it does. Yeah, it does. He got banned. We'll never he hear from him again. Yeah, 
He's never come back. So, did you guys want to talk about how fucking unbelievably great this new Star Wars film is? I want somebody to tell me. All right. So I watched this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had to tell you, I, first of all, spoilers. Yes. Uh, yeah, the hard spoilers. Uh, I could tell you. I could confirm. It maybe two things that happened, and the rest I'm <laughs> unsure of. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I here's the thing. I Palpatine's back, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, here's my thing, and I'm literally fucking blown away. I am. I my like the room is spinning. I'm so I'm so shocked by this. In a franchise that has spent three films being just like mem- member berries, just like <laughs> look at how cool this thing is, and remember this, and remember this, and then this is the culmination of it, and they call it like the end of the Skywalker trilogy and all this shit, right? I am blown the fuck away that in a film where they're just like, we're just gonna bring back the big bad guy and just not explain it, and if you want to know how he got back, fuck you. That's why I can't believe that Darth Vader's not in this movie. <laughs> Mm, right. Isn't it fucking crazy? If you're gonna do it, just do it. Right. You know, if you're gonna bring back a fucking bad guy, then bring back fucking Darth Vader. Who gives a shit about Palpatine, <laughs> right? And like, okay, well, the the move would have been to bring back Palpatine in the trailers and shit, and then in your big third act, he's like, you don't know the power of the dark side, and then out of the shadows and shit, and then Ray, and then fucking uh, homeboy Kylo Ren is just like, that's my grandfather who I spent this entire time <laughs> worshipping and shit, right? Comes out, he has to literally face his own dark side, like face to fucking face, right? How fucking cool is that? Yeah, and if he would have, he could have won. We would have just had Darth Vader for that moment. and then Just that just, moment. But then the now Ky- Kylo's, this is the spoiler, but I mean, he's dead, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's as dead as anybody in this fucking franchise is, I guess. Nobody's so ever really gone. that felt like the most <laughs> unearned death of all time. I just didn't care. Uh, Every exactly. Scene, Not at I all. Just really, no, no part I, of me cared. I, no part of me cared. And, like, there's... There was, um, like, I did think that every scene, like, just visually and, like, dynamically, um, every scene with Kylo and Ben and, like, their journey, I thought was cool. I, I, I genuinely thought that was very interesting or anything. But literally everything else, I could not have given a shit about. Exactly. It's so obvious that they just didn't have anything for anyone to do at all. And that they were um, also undoing stuff that was done in the last movie. Yeah, I know. What we saw was, like, a couple of billion dollars wasted on two dudes measuring dicks. <laughs> I mean, is fucking crazy, man. I mean, I just, you know... Um, I, I'm, I'm convinced at this point that Star, the Star Wars franchise needs their Kevin Feige... Yeah, they need to. Well, it was. I mean, it's on paper. It's Kathleen Kennedy, right? But I just think there's too many warring visions. Yeah. And like, you need some. And but but you know what? You know what Marvel does is that Marvel does this thing where like they wouldn't hire or, a JJ Abrams and they wouldn't no, hire Ron Howard a, at all. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Was that they don't bring in guys with besides Taika, right? Who Taika had a, a vision and a thing, but also Taika was kind of brought on to that still kind of fit in with the fake Thor. With the it did. Yeah. It did, but like Thor's that that the third Thor film looks radically different than a lot of the, yes. the other films. Um, but I think that of all the different um, like splinterings of the Marvel world, Thor maybe needed it the most. It yes. needed like a kickstart, right? Um, but other than that, Marvel films don't look like a Scorsese film or like a J.J. Abrams film or anything like that. They look like Marvel films mm-hmm. because Kevin Feige 
has come in and said like, no, this is the these these are the parameters. Well, yeah, by you which saw you, you, you saw Edgar work. Wright not be able to work in those right, parameters. Exactly. And quit, which you know. Yeah, and there's and you I understand. Know, for, yeah, for good or for ill. I mean, it's the same in comics, though, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're not gonna get um, uh, some guy who draws in a fucking really crazy out there, um, like uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, like a real super like sketchy indie style is not gonna do fucking Batman. Like right. he's, you know, we, we we do have a certain like um, uh, parameters by what will go. I As I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I, I did Silver Surfer Black <laughs> this fucking looking book of but all fucking time. That's not Batman. I mean, that, that's it, it, No, it's not Batman. And, and it's also like a little experimental like short, essentially, right? Um, but yeah, Star Wars is just, man, the Mandalorian finally got my interest on the on the last episode. I was going to say, I th- figured you'd like something like that. It's got a bit more heart amongst some of the... Well, no, it didn't have any heart until the last episode. Yeah, yeah, referring had, to the Taika episode, I mean. It had it had manufactured heart because it had a cute baby and a tough guy, um, and so it made you think that there was heart in it, but it didn't really have anything until the last episode where you finally had stakes, you finally had, like, a, 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 a thoroughfare of, like, a, you know, a, a journey and stuff. Um, so now I'm, I'm on board. And now, but the thing is, is, like, you know, a lot of shows that I love... And we we all have stuff like like this. Is that like with the Mandalorian? I can now confidently say, well, I'll have to see the second season, obviously. But I can confidently say to people, like, get through the first season. You know, like if you don't dig it there, like you'll finally get what, like, the if it was a comic book, then you would have that last episode would have been the end of your first issue. You know, like, you know everything you need to know walking out of the first issue. Um, and, like, a lot of those episodes you can just yank right out of there and nothing changes whatsoever. Which is right. fine. My favorite show of all time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, does that all the fucking time. But um, the Monster of the Week episode still had a little a little piece of something in there that added to the whole. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, fucking Rise of Skywalker, completely fucking baffling. I don't do not for the life of me know why Harrison Ford was in that in that film. He's not a force ghost. He wasn't a ghost. Kylo Ren turns around and goes, "You're a, a memory," and I was like, I was in the theater and I was like, "Memories don't give new information. It's literally the opposite of what they do. They repeat old stuff." How is he having a new conversation with a memory? And I heard something online where some someone postulated the idea that that's what uh, Leia did. That Leia sent. Han Solo to him as a like a force ghost essentially to like talk him off of the ledge right and that would be fucking awesome if they had told us that like if Kylo Ren had turned around and said like hey I'm you're you're not really here and he's like your mom sent me like oh my heart like that'd be fucking great right but it's not there you know so I don't know these films aren't made for me you know they're not I'm I am not the demographic for these things so I always take whatever I say with a grain of salt. Well, if you want was... some, if you want some grade A Star Wars, official lawyer of the podcast, Charles Soule, has a Star Wars number one out this week. That's right, as well number as the Rise of Kylo Ren. That's some good stuff. That's right. Yeah, eventually we'll good have stuff. to have Soul on here and Rosenberg, and and uh, they'll tell you all the reasons why they love Star Wars, and then you guys. Why I'm wrong? <laughs> we should just have a Star Wars debate episode oh, that is like me. Jason Aaron, Charles Soule, and Matthew. Right. We should just like all get on here and just like crossfire scream at each other. Charles you know, would never be allowed to say anything yeah, yeah, yeah. negative. Yeah. 
He's he's tied in too deep. Oh, that's no, but he but Charles genuinely loves Star Wars. So I don't imagine that he would have critiques of like the lore of it, like the I the the capital S Star Wars, you know, like the the general of it all, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm I mean, there's you know, I'm I'm not, but I'm sure I am. (laughs) Um, I just I just didn't understand any of it. It is. It was too much stuff. It was too much. Was they, the, they didn't. They didn't explain yeah. enough, and the sto- it, it like yeah. completely overshadowed the story that it was just stuff. It was absolutely true, and I, I um, they, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, they just they want to do shocking things, but they don't want to pay for the shock. So like, they like killed Chewbacca, and then literally like twenty seconds later, he's there. Yeah, you know, and they like they, they don't, and they did that in the last film where like Luke got the lightsaber and just chunked it over his shoulder, and that's a cool beat, but then it lands on a rock and they go and pick it up. It was like shit like that where they want the shock, but they don't want to sit in the space that the shock created, you know. Which is like I'm all for doing that's big the and Downton bold Abbey things. formula. <laughs> is it? I don't, yeah. I've never watched that show. It was where they they would create a conflict, and then the mm-hmm. next scene would be them solving that conflict. Because, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But then they would just kill somebody randomly, oh. which I guess they kind of did in Star Wars. Hey, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, the same writers. And then Dame Maggie but again, Smith brought them back with the Force. Yeah. <laughs> just like Star um, Wars. I, I, I guess the Force got like Wolverine healing powers too now, which like both the Mandalorian and this film are just like telling you that that's true. Just like, okay, all right, I guess that's yeah, true. I, I guess that's a thing now. It was odd um, because they dropped the episode of Mandalorian that had that literally like the day before the movie came yeah, out. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah. shit, that's pretty intense. And then I saw Rise of Skywalker. Like, some like, studio oh. head was like, some st- studio head watched the movie and was just like, wait, 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 what's this Wolverine healing power <laughs> shit? No one's going to accept that. And John Favreau was like, I'll have the baby do it first and then they'll love it. And they're like, fucking <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's how you do it. So I don't know. Um, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I walked away confused, um, and it didn't seem like it didn't seem like uh, confusion by omission. Meaning that like sometimes you can tell that like shit just got cut out for time, or like there was an explanation. Oh no, they but put it all in there. <laughs> they this one this one was very much like. They're like, no, 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 it's just going to be confusing. Like, and if you want to not be confused by it, fucking don't ask about it. Yeah. You know? It's fucking... It's crazy. Why were there so many Siths at the end? How did he have a fleet? <laughs> Who's driving those fleets? Who's... How, why are those... The dark What were those Siths doing? If he it's wanted... The dark side. If he abilities. wanted to... If he wanted fucking Ray to take over... Um, and, okay... There's two truths that this film asks us to believe. Mm-hmm. One is that Palpatine has been pulling the strings this whole fucking thing since The Force Awakens. Right? Even right. The other one is that his eventual goal is for Rey to become him to like be the fucking leader of this thing. Right? Right. So why'd you spend two whole films trying to kill her? <laughs> why are you trying to kill her for two films? It's all part of right. the plan. It's all a part of the plan. The I love that Donnie's like, Donnie's like, we got it. We got an hour for the podcast, so we spend like half an hour talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about Thor. You know what? Okay, let's move into Thor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll put You're my right. two cents in 
script aside, all everything else aside, I have my own thoughts on it as a Star Wars fan. But either way, J.J. Abrams, I think, visually is still directing the shit out of that movie. I think the set design is great, and I think uh, Dan Mindel's cinematography is fucking killer. Um, I agree. Looks fantastic. It looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it looked amazing. <clears throat> it was the it well. That's was, why. That's why I feel like it took me like two days to be like, wait a second, that movie was trash. Because <laughs> yeah. after seeing it, you know, you're watching it and you're like, this looks so cool. You know, I I had this same. Uh, I remember when I went and saw Superman Returns. Oh, I um, thought I loved that movie. When oh, I dude, it. I saw it in IMAX and I came out with a big swollen heart full of happiness. And I was like, oh my god, that was the dopest Superman ever. That's so fucking cool. And like a couple of days went by and I was like, is Kevin Spacey a rapist? <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, I was like, was that whole I was like, that was I was like, yo, Superman didn't punch anybody. Like he never well, lift of a finger. It's I left crazy. the theater thinking I saw it and I was like, that was fantastic. It was just like yeah. the Richard Donner movies and blah blah right. blah. And then I as I'm walking out, I'm with my wife. Uh, or maybe Which one? it was a different girlfriend i can't remember how long ago this was but i was with one of my close friends and i was like that was amazing and he was like what that was terrible and i was like what (laughs) and i had to be like brought down and then i've seen it since and i'm like this is not good what was wrong with me yeah my my the, the the bar to to this superman fan uh for any superman story is can batman solve this problem if the answer is no that's a good superman story Right, and in this case, it was a real estate scam. Uh, so Batman could have—that would have been a fucking fifteen-minute Batman film, you know? And it's just like punch this dude, punch this dude. Here's your money back. Get rid of your island, peace. <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, um, I had a new comic book come out yeah. uh, fucking yesterday, um, and it's about Thor, Thor, and it's called Thor. Is it any good? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, people seem to be very enthusiastically enjoying it. The reviews are very good. Um, haven't really seen, honestly, any bad, anything bad. Um, no, it's excellent. Being, it's very uh, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I you know me, Ryan. The the week leading up to a release of anything, I'm like, oh, it's trash. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I had up. read this a long time ago, and then right. you were still waffling on it. I was like, it was the same with Venom before that came out. I was oh, like, yeah, are you kidding course. me? No, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it really helps that I have the fucking dopest Thor team. I mean, yeah. Nick, Nick Klein is born to draw this book in like, I mean, I mean, his Thor is just like big and carved out of stone and wet and hair in his face and big like dirt like 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 nick klein's thor looks like he smells bad like <laughs> and honestly an enormous compliment like like in a manly stench like he just doesn't use deodorant but like he like he looks how matthew mcconaughey smells right you know um i and then matt wilson uh just colored the hell out of this, this thing. that's that's one of the things that i mean obviously nick's are i've already gushed about it enough to yeah you. right uh but yeah the colors on this are transcendent unbelievable they really are They're unbelievable they give it that sort um, of ethereal like otherworldly quality yeah, mm-hmm. well, he did this thing where he he's like bumping up these like super high contrast fantastical like rainbow bright palettes right up against this like stone and wood 
and rain and like um, like el- like earthly kind of a thing, you know? Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just it, it looks so cool and textural and beautiful. Um, I just got a pass in on for issue two uh, and everything. Just it's fucking unreal. So um, yeah, thanks so much for everybody uh, who bought it and has been supporting it. And thank you to everyone who came out to my signing uh, last night. It's unreal. I signed for like four hours. Um, over at Austin Books and Comics, uh, which is a phenomenal store. Um, and yeah, what a cool dream come true, man. Uh, first day of the year, I can confidently say that I have written the best Thor comic in 2020. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, the, the storytelling also from Nick in this. Oh my God. Now, Nick's, Nick's a maniac. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he letters these, correct? Before he, yes. He letters his layouts. Yes. Uh, so and that not he knows just exactly. Places, yeah. Yeah, not just so like a lot of a lot of artists will, if you guys don't, don't, don't know what we're talking about, when they put in when they give us when you turn in thumbs like thumbnails of like what you think your layout's gonna be like, a lot of artists who are smart or if they have time will put in uh, a, a placeholder caption boxes. Those draw it, draw it in um, mm-hmm. to see how much space that they have. Right? Nick does that, but he also actually letters it. Which is totally insane. It's insane. Like, he gives me a PDF. It's like one big image. Ryan, you've seen these, right? Yeah. The big one long image is like straight down with every single page lettered all the way down with like spot color here and there to like indicate what he's doing and everything. Um, I don't know. Like, Ryan, you've worked with me. Like, you do know the kind of scale that I like to give you guys in scripts. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to keep this up. <laughs> well, he was doing it all through. I mean, he seems to be relatively quick, which is crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he's super fast. Mm. Yeah, he, he – so, like, little flourishes, like the, the scene where you see Thor in his bedroom with those – Yeah. Those goat heads on the – Yeah. Did like he do that throne? himself? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. all the in- interior design of everything, like his throne – or no, mm-hmm. not his throne. Uh, the chair he's sitting in when he's talking to the League of Heralds. Mm-hmm. It has two ravens like carved into the back of it, which is just got set, like a a lesser artist wouldn't have given a shit about this room. It would have just been like a bunch of chairs and a table. But he's like, no, it's fucking Asgard. Like it has to look fucking dope. And then like, yeah, his um uh his bedroom has those two goats carved into his bed and stuff. It's so fucking cool. He does little shit like that all the time. He does. I, I just noticed a little thing. I can't tell you what it is. But he did this weird little thing in issue two in the background because I put a weird line of dialogue that I'd actually forgotten that I put in there. And when I read this piece of dialogue, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I looked deep into the background and he had made it make sense. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. OK, I can keep it in there. Awesome. Um, so Nick's phenomenal. Um, and fingers crossed. Uh, I, I really hope you guys like where we're taking, taking, taking the character. Um, Ryan knows the whole big like five, six, seven year old six, uh, year plan. Um, I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to sure. bring up how um, when you were telling me how uh, the Black Winter is all about null. <sighs> <laughs> Can you believe that there's still people asking me this question? Oh my god! Is it true, Donnie, that I... you only have one character? Is that right? <laughs> I've been uh, certainly been accused of that. Someone one time on, on online was was just like, what's black and red and evil and wants to kill the whole world and was created by Donnie Cates? And it was like a picture of Cosmic Ghost Rider, Null, um, Vox, and then like a, like two other characters that I had made that like their color patterning is all like red and black. And I was like, oh, okay. 
That's the coolest <laughs> color pattern, though. When I was it's a kid, every cool. character I created looked like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Um, so, yes. Oh, my God. This is the last time I'm going to say But go on, Rex. Because, he's, yeah. This is the last time I'm ever going to say this. This is crazy. Um, I remember when I did... Uh, this is just how like fans' brains work sometimes. Because part of being a fan, especially in a Marvel world where everything is connected, is that you do look for these patterns. And so I used to do it when I was a fan. If I saw one writer that I was loving, if like you know, if, if Jason Aaron went from Punisher to Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider to Hulk or, or, or whatever, you get so invested in these tracks that they lay down. And um, you know, like Hickman and I, while vastly different writers, um, in that he's really good at his job, and I'm just like kind of figuring that as I go along. I do like to connect my tracks from book to book. I do mm. when applicable. Oh, that's right? really smart. I think that's... I, it's just easy for me because I don't have to research anything. I can just steal from myself. Um, but yes, I know I've done this a lot where Thor came into Venom and Venom went into Silver Surfer and then Silver Surfer was in Thor and then like these pieces come together. But I will... Null is a Venom problem. Null is a, is a Venom... If, if anyone is going to deal with Null, it's going to be in the Venom books or something that spins out of the Venom books. I am doing what, I'm, what I did for Venom for Thor, introducing new ideas, new things. And it would be an enormous disservice to the fans that have just read Thor, um, who are new fans, uh, people who maybe haven't kept up with me but kept up with that character. It would be such an enormous disservice to them to make a new launch of a book a tie-in to a different book that I'm doing. So, like, understand that, like, Venom is not... While it's definitely the thing that I'm the most known for, it is not... My Marvel Universe doesn't revolve around Venom. Like... Every book that I do is different. Every everything has its, has its own point. In the same way that Guardians didn't have anything to do with Venom, you know, Silver Surfer barely did. Um, I wouldn't expect a whole lot of that to happen. So, is the Black Winter null? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no. Long story. God short. damn it! No, he's not. And someone said, "Hey," that they, they were like, they asked me that, and I was just like, "No." And they were like, but he's like a herald of the of, of that, right? And I was like, no. And he's like, but but they're connected though, right? And I was like, no, dude, calm down. People so want that to be connected. The other thing people want so badly, and like this is the biggest example of like, this is why I have the job I have and you guys don't, is because people so have this theory in their heads that Sentry and Noel are related because of the phrase null and void. Mm -hmm. and oh. I was like, you guys, come on. You, do you really think that I'm that I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I am that stupid, but <laughs> like, they're, no, there's, these are all new go, fucking v -O -Y -D. things. V-O-Y-D. That's his void. Here's the thing. Um, uh, no, the Black Winter is a new concept, um, kind of, because it is um, spoilers for Thor number one. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Turn your fucking podcast off right now. Three, two, one. Okay. The Black Winter is the star plague that killed the universe that existed before ours that Galactus uh, was the lone survivor of. Um, so that's what it is. 
Uh, now, as to whether it is a sentient being or a force of nature uh, is yet to be determined. I guess you'll have to keep on reading. Um, but um, yeah, this, this, this first arc of Thor sets up um, my entire run. You'll be able to look back in the same way that the first arc of Venom set up what would be kind of the thesis statement uh, for the entirety of Ryan and I's run. Um, through absolute carnage into the into the you know Venom Island and what comes beyond that and then what's after that and what's after that, um, it's all kind of been tied to this first arc. This first arc of Thor, which is called the Devourer King, um, will be the book that you will constant. It'll be your reference book to the rest of my run. Um, there's little there's little hints dropped in there everywhere. Um, Mjolnir is getting heavier. Why is that? Um, all kinds of little things are in there. So, uh, keep reading, keep a close eye on it. Um, yeah, I can't say anything else. All right, let's, let's go into Twitter questions. But one thing sure. I do want to say, I'm flipping through it back and forth right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a perfect number one. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you Thank you, man. Thanks, buddy. So, so did Thank Nick you. and you both. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. 100%. Thank you, man. I, I had a lot of help. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of those books where, like, I read it and I was like, "Oh, this is why I like comic books." Like that—that's very much to you, and to Nick. It's like, ah, oh, just goosebumps every couple of pages. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. And even though we're talking about your stuff not all being connected and tied back to the to to one thing, having uh, Ghost Rider and Silver Surfer show up in there is just like. Well, it just made sense. Funny. I mean, I was doing a scene with Harold's. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I is it's actually funny. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider was a very late entry into that scene i think that nick had gone all the way up to layouts and i was like oh wait i guess fucking cgr should be in there like he's a quote unquote like f like current former herald i guess that makes sense mm -hmm. that's why he doesn't really have a whole lot of lines because i cosmic ghostwriter's scene uh, uh, um uh, tends to eat up scenery when he's in a room mm -hmm. and so i wanted him to kind of sit back and and take this seriously um Surfer being there was really cool. We got the right surfer again. Um, and I love that. One of my favorite pages is when Surfer does like the hologram with his yeah. hands and like shows all the planets. Um, that's some like some like Mobius shit that Nick that, that Nick pulled off in that scene. Yeah. And um, and this is an idea I've had for such a long time. This idea of Surfer having hidden certain planets from him because those planets would give him almost like. Almost like the idea of um, uh, infinity gems as planets, right? That like each one would give him bigger and better powers. In fact, there's a little bit of an homage to uh, the Infinity Gauntlet in this, not just with the idea of five planets, but the idea of um, Infinity Gauntlet opens, the book itself opens with Silver Surfer um, crashing through the Sanctum Sanctorum and saying uh, Thanos is coming, right? My Thor number one opens with Galactus falling through Asgard and saying that the Star Plague is coming. Um, and that was my little tippity tip to Jim Starlin, my, my master. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Before we do Twitter questions, they can wait. I have a question, a real quick <laughs> okay. sort of thing. Uh, so obviously your Thor voice is like fantastic, loved it. Well, thank you. Um, but I was also very interested, we don't get a whole lot of them in this one, but Loki... Because you're, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got a little bit of a trickster side to you, Mr. Donny Cates. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm very interested to see if we get any more of him, because I think he would do a killer Loki. 
Well, thank you. I did in Doctor Strange. I did the, <laughs> yeah. my my Here my first arc of Doctor Strange was all Loki as the as the Sorcerer Supreme. So it's actually very nice to go back and write that guy. Um, he's a really really goddamn fun character to write, and especially what I never got to do. I had him interact with Jane Foster, which is really fun because I got to write the line. Um, Dost thou ever tire of thine own's bullshit? Um, <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines that Jane ever said. Um, but now having this dynamic between Loki and Thor is very fun because they're both kings. They're in fact like like you know they're in they're in peacetime, but they would be like warring kings, which is nice. Um, that's probably my favorite scene that I wrote in the entire issue. Um, quite proud of the line that Thor says, where he says, "I, I wouldn't know. I've only ever sat on mine." Um, which is a little dig at Loki's fucking conquering ass. Um, I I love those two, um, and I like how Loki just knows how to dig at him. He just knows everything about him and can just twist him up and piss him off. Um, that being said, though, this is a different Thor. Like, this is maybe not the Thor that you should poke at a whole lot, because, like, this dude literally might have your fucking head chopped off and be like, yeah, now I'm at war with fucking Jotunheim. Good, I was bored anyway, you know? Um, so, yes, will Loki show up more? Hell yeah. And I have, um, I have plans as we move along um, further and further arcs down the road. Um, lots of um, God of Mischief, God of Lies things. Sweet. Uh, looking forward yeah. to it. Before we continue, Donnie has two candles in his Skype video right now. It looks like he's in the middle of a seance. Um, yeah, baby. So one day we'll have to do a live seance on the podcast, but we can skip it for now. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Uh, all right. So up first, Joshua Schaus. Two questions. Okay. Uh, one, mm -hmm. what kind of music does Thor listen to? Um, Thor listens um, to the incessant rumblings of the heavens. <laughs> Sick. And stuff with loots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of loots. Yeah. And Jethro Tull, weirdly enough. Yeah. <laughs> but guy likes a flute. Um, okay. Moving on. Yeah. In Silver Surfer Black, number five, the last page, uh, the quote is, let it ever be the goals that stirs us, not the odds. Nen never the odds. Um, yeah, it's written by Stan Lee. Um, it's from a book called Silver Surfer Parable. Um, with art by Mobius, and it is uh, it was one hundred percent my Bible when I was uh, writing that, and and and, and uh, it also just seems to me like a very appropriate uh, moment in time to uh, reiterate those words from from Stan. So that's why it's attend there. Absolutely cool, uh, Adam Adrard uh, at Ryan. How jealous mm -hmm. are you that you're not working with Donnie on Thor as well? <sighs> Uh, this would have been a dream book, honestly, but, uh, luckily we have some cool shit coming up and also I'm perfectly happy looking at what Nick Klein did on this stuff. So, but honestly, like Thor is one of the characters that I haven't had enough time with in the Marvel universe. And obviously Donnie's writing the way that the, he likes to tell stories jives so well with me. So this would have been perfect, but I think we got enough cool shit coming up. Yeah, the thing that you and I are about to launch into, like, in a week or so, yeah. is, I don't know that you could ask for, or if it could even be possible for there to be a bigger thing in, yeah. like, scope. So, I think you're doing just fine. I, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be stressed out for a while coming up soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to write some <laughs> fucking crazy shit for you soon. Um, 
Uh, what was I going to say to that, though? Um, oh, I wanted to tell you, um, the first person in my Thor line, the first copy of Thor number one I've ever signed in my entire life was the Ryan Stegman variant. Oh, cool. It felt yeah, really that, cool. That was a commission. I don't know what it had to do with issue one, but it, it actually came out pretty pretty awesome. No, it was nice, though. It felt good. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my homie's cover. That's dope. Yep. Donnie, did yes, writing Thor, bearded blonde god, influence your decision to take away Eddie's beard? <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> um, I don't think, no. I mean, if you've read Thor number one, neither of them have beards. No. His, Thor's got burnt off getting cosmic power. Um, it didn't, I just, I get bored. If you look at every arc of Venom that we've done, his look is different in all of them. Yeah, that is something that you always harp on is, you know, there, it kind of shows the passage of time. Yeah, um, I like that kind of thing. And I also like, like, you can put up a picture of Walter White from Breaking Bad and be like, oh, that's season three. Right. Like, that's season four. You know, like, you can always, like, there's all those shots of him. And I just imagine, like, you know, uh, eventually when our whole thing is done, you'll be able to just, like, put Eddie's face in, like, you know, however many different, like, lines and be like, oh, shit, arc one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, you know? Um, yeah, it's pretty smart. You, you, you have some good ideas sometimes. Thanks, buddy. Mm -hmm. And then with Thor, um, I made a decision to make him look the way he did and return certain things that he has lost in the past. Um, was strictly because, um, and I, I hope that people take this in the spirit that I intend it, because I mean it with the, the utmost respect. Um, Jason is one of my best friends. Um, I, I love him. He's my favorite writer on the planet. Um, but if I continued to write a book that within the inside of it, if within the interior pages, um, it was still a Thor with one eye, with a long beard, with short hair, and a big destroyer arm. I am writing Jason's Thor, right? There's no way to get around that. So in the first issue, by the end of that first issue, it's Donnie's Thor, right? We, 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 we clear the deck and we change things. I'm not negating Jason's history. It's just a, a purely physical, um, uh, physical appearance thing. Um, you know, you need a new era. You need a new look. I'm not saying that that look won't ever come back. I mean, I mean, the parts are regrown, right? Um, but like, uh, uh, maybe the beard will come back. I don't know. I get bored, so shit will change all the time. I think he gets a new costume in like issue four or in my, in my run. Like, I wouldn't worry about it. Sweet. Another general question for everybody: What's it like to work on multiple main characters, ongoings at the same time? No, that's not a general question. I don't know. No, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, Ryan doesn't do that. Um, what's it like? Um, it's hard, uh, but it's fun. It's I, I, like I actually just got done saying I get bored easily, and so like if I like I just recently got down to because like Guardians is done, Silver Surfer was done, um, Absolute Carnage was done, and I just like wrapped down on one of my creator own books. It started getting antsy, and so like I started like texting CB, and I was like, I was like, hey, well, can I can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? And then you know, and so I, I like to jump around. I like to do stuff, and so it's it's very nice. It's like Eddie and Eddie and Thor are very different characters. Eddie's way more, well, they're both very insecure characters. It just it comes out in a like almost polar opposite ways. Eddie tends to hide where Thor tends to lash out. Yeah, Eddie's Eddie's <laughs> uh, a sad boy. <laughs> He's a sad boy, and Thor's a mad boy. 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, and yeah. Uh, so it's just fun. It's fun to jump around. It's I don't know that I, I was about to say that it's hard because you have to like capture their voice, but I, I've never had a problem with that. I've really never had a, a, a character that I was like, damn, I just can't get my fucking head around how they how they sound. You know, um, maybe a few of the Inhumans I had a little bit of. of, of That's a, a tough hard one. Time. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're very like alien and mm-hmm. they're very proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very proper, right? Uh, you don't really get to see behind the mask a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it's fucking awesome. I have, I have the best job in the world. I have no complaints. Hell yeah, man. Jay Sandlin, is Thor a hands-on kind of all-father, or does he delegate the day-to-day operations of ruling Asgard? If the latter, who gets which job in his cabinet? Hmm. Um, I don't think... As of right now, we'll see the evolution of King Thor, you know? I didn't really want to jump in to the first issue and have a bunch of, like, Senate hearings. Um, I tend to think that what people want out of a Thor book is Thor doing fucking crazy Thor shit. Um, uh, and, and, and you know, making mistakes on a, a epic cosmic scale and going over the line and, and, and fucking up and coming back and learning. And, like, learning as a god, but, like, learning how to be a good dude, you know? Um, these are the things that have always excited me about it. And so I am not interested in in a in a Thor that is super good at being king mm-hmm. right now, you know. This is a guy who I think always takes on gigs before he's ready, you know. This is a guy who just jumps in head first and like figures out his full, like he builds his wings on the way down, you know. Like he wasn't ready to be a prince. He wasn't ready to go down to earth. He wasn't ready to be king. He wasn't ready to do any of these things. But but he was like, fuck it, now's the time, you know. Um, when all you have is a hammer. Right, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I, as far as those answers, um, as of right now, if you read uh, Thor right now, um, you can see that he uh, found the perfect excuse to fuck off and not go be king. <laughs> I mean, so much of that first issue is like when Galactus landed. You know, he was furious, right, and fucking wanted to kill him. But I think at the same time, you see him, like, when he's in his bedroom, he's, like, strapping on his destroyer arm, which is my favorite page in the entire issue. The quiet page where he's on his bed and he's, like, strapping on his armor and he, like, very quietly whispers to himself, the old king is gone. I think that's Thor being like, fuck, yes. I get to go do something. Because he is an active guy. He's not the guy who likes to sit around and let other people, like... It, it fucking weirds him out that, like, Volstag is bowing to him and stuff, you know? Like, I don't think he digs that shit. So, very hands-on kind of a cat. But not maybe in, like, um, like um, trade embargoes, you know? Sure thing. The amazing Bento Bandit does not have a question, but does want to let you know okay. that they're very, very excited to read this comic. Dope. <laughs> That's it. Thanks. Lion Man 77 does Thor currently have the Odin Thor Force? Hmm. Yeah, he was the power of the Allfather, man. You know? He was powerful as shit. You know? Yeah, obviously he has the whatever you just said. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Is that, like, Thor doesn't have the power to stop his hammer and fucking levitate it in the middle of a room. And that's not a thing that he can do. Like, the idea that he threw that hammer at him and then psychically stopped it in midair is uh, scary. Like, he shouldn't be able to do that. Um, so, yeah, he's crazy fucking powerful. As you'll see as we move along. Yes, he has, he has the powers befit of the, th- of the, of the throne. Sweet. 
Uh, Dano Cosmic, can you speak to how your idea for this Thor run, or at least what we see in issue one, of course, came together? Are you by chance picking up Kirby's breadcrumbs from this issue? And they're referencing Thor 169. Oh, God. I'd, I'd have to read it to, to, to see what I'm doing. Um, I read a lot of Thor. I have, like, all those, like, uh, Marvel Masterworks. You know, and then I got like the omnibus of Simonson stuff, and I have all of JMS's stuff, I have all of Fraction stuff. Obviously, I have all of Jason's stuff, and so I just fucking binged. Um, you know, a lot of this arc, especially though, is really um, reactionary is a bad word, but if I wasn't following Jason and the war, the the realms on this book, I don't know that this would have been my first arc. Um, in fact, I had a different first arc in mind. Um, which will now be my second arc, which is actually the thing that I'm kind of the most excited about. But um, much in the way that when Venom came together, when CB was just like, no, no, do, do the dragon thing first. Like, don't start quiet. Start real fucking loud. My second arc of Thor, I should say Nick and I's second arc of Thor, because he's going to be here for the whole thing, um, is scary and fucked up and something you've never seen from the pages of Thor and is very different and CD, I think, very rightly thought that um, really blowing it up and, like, walking into it big and loud. Um, Ivan Brandon said that that first issue reads like a, like an arena rock show in, on a rainy night or something. And so I, I, think that, I, think that's the, I think that ended up being the right way to go, was, like, coming into it and, like, just exploding, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of this arc is that. This arc is me... Um, Thor has been through the fucking ringer and Thor has been shown to be unworthy and has been uh, laid low and um, much of much of Jason's run has been um, uh, really stripping things away from him and seeing what that God is made of right mm -hmm. mine is more um, ascendant mine is more adding things to Thor um, and seeing how big we can get this dude before he falls down Sweet. Let's see here. Uh, Aquam Ander. Anything you can tell us about Sif's importance to you? Aquamander. Aquam. Thank you. Ah. Well, the, the you a, fucking idiot. Is also you fucking fake fan. Oh, my fuck. Okay. Aquamander. Do you guys see Aquaman? Aquaman? <laughs> Aquaman. Directed by James Wan. Um. Anything you can tell us about Sif's importance to your Thor story, and maybe the yeah. Warriors 3 as well. Loved number one so much. Listen, if you read Simonson's Thor run, Sif is this fucking wild animal that just, like, needs to go get on. Like, she literally, like, when it's, when the, when, like, the Ballad of Better Ray Bill, like, the opening stuff of it, like, she just is, like, going to Odin repeatedly and just, like, give me something to go kill. Like, I'm just having a bad time. Just, like, give me something. And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, shit, she's Asgard Wolverine. Like, <laughs> she's the baddest chick around, and now she can see everything. Like, I, I, I have so many cool ideas with Sif, and there's a reason that she's in the beginning, because she's going to be kind of, she's going to be kind of, um, how do I say this without spoiling things? Um, Thor's conscious, uh, a conscience, but also Thor's, like, um... Like his knife in the darkness, like when some shit needs to get done and a king can't go do it. 
I love um, Sif. By the way. She's dope. Um, and she's also like a, a, a person on like, quote unquote, his staff, right. whose job is so important that she's able to be like, hey, Thor, you're being a fucking dick. Because like, what are you going to do, fire me? And also, I've known you since you were six. So like, you're not going to try any of that God shit, right? Like, she's very respectful when she needs Tubby because obviously, like, this is like fucking King of Asgard, right? But she's also one of the few people who can call him on his bullshit and would feel bold enough to do so in a way that maybe like Volstag and Balder wouldn't, right? Um, is that maybe the title and the crown weighs too heavy on like how they would um, call him out on his bullshit, you know, and Thor is a character who I feel constantly needs people around him to call him on his bullshit. And suddenly becoming the king is maybe the worst thing that can happen to Thor because now no one can. Um, but you know who? So I, I have I have I have roles like that in this book, but one of them is also going to be like Captain America and Iron Man too, because like people forget or don't forget, but I, I want to reiterate that my Thor is a Thor that lives in two worlds and we'll be, we'll be jumping back and forth with those worlds. Um, first arc is very uh, cosmic and insane. Um, second arc's a little bit more homebound, earthbound. Um, and, you know, we're going to do the same like kind of... Sounds like Venom. Oh yeah, I guess it is a little bit, right? <laughs> but we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit speaking That's the Venom. right way to do it because you hook I think hook so. The Venom, oh my God, hold on. Hey, Meg, uh, hold on, my fucking cat's still outside. It's pitch black Classic. outside. Hold on. No, we're going to do the same kind of um, uh, uh, release schedule that Ryan and I have been doing, where it's going to be Nick and I on for like five or six issues, and then he'll be off uh, to get ahead for like two. And so we'll have like a backup guy come in, uh, guy or girl. And then I think what I want to do with those in-between issues is have Thor uh, interacting with Avengers, um, showing what he's doing when he's not not, not there. You know, uh, and so every trade that comes out, we'll have a little bit of both. We'll have a little bit of Asgard time, a little bit of home time. Sweet. Perfect. Eric C. Jones, how long would you like your run on Thor to be? And what is your favorite Thor moment from any previous run? I don't know that I have it, honestly, and I don't mean this to, as, as like a, a, a self-deprecating thing whatsoever. Um, I don't think that I have that 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 thing in me that Jason has to just like sit down on a title for eight years. You know, I get, again, I, I get bored. And like when I, when I sit down on a title, I tend to know exactly where I'm going in the end of it and like have everything kind of driving towards that. Um, you know, I'd like to put together a, a pretty sweet, you know, chunk of, of Thor though. You know, and I'd like to get a few different omnibuses out of it, or omnibuys out of it. Um, you know, five, six years, something like that would be nice. I realize that's only two years <laughs> uh, less than, less than. Uh, I mean, I'm I, here's the thing is I'm contracted at Marvel for like five more years. So what the fuck else am I going to do? Um, Thor's my favorite, and I can tell literally any kind of story I want with Thor because he's the biggest and baddest dude. Um, so I won't go anywhere until they, they, they kick me off. I'll tell you that. Were you still managing stores when Jason's Thor run started? <laughs> I was, actually, yeah. Yeah, I was working in comic book stores when Jason's... I was stocking Jason's Thor's book on the shelf. That's so yeah. cool. It's fucking weird, right? Yeah. And what is your favorite moment from any previous run? Oh, from any previous run? The, I don't I don't I don't know that it's my I don't know if it's like my favorite or the best ever but I for whatever reason the thing that popped into my head first 
was um, Bill and Thor's fight through Scuttlebutt when they first meet, mm-hmm. and then the subsequent battle in like Muspilum or the lava planet or wherever the hell they were um, in the in the when Odin makes them fight for Mjolnir. It's fucking uh, badass. The way you said that name. Muspilum. Muspilum? Uh-huh. I don't know. I thought is it was Muspelheim. Said, is it Muspelheim? Uh, it, I, I just liked how confidently he said it because I feel like there's it's no like way any Musp- of us can actually know yeah. how to say that. Yeah. That's awesome. Muspilum? I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> that's, I retconned it into being that and that's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> um, and then I... Gosh, I don't know. Oh, you know what, dude? Um, was, it in, was it in Siege? I think it was in Siege when Asgard falls out of the sky and Thor just fucking catches it on the ground on his back. And he's like, he's holding all of Asgard on his back. It's from the JMS run. And he's about to drop to like one knee and he like can't hold it up. And then out of nowhere, he looks over and Bill, Better Ray Bill is next to him. And it's just like, I got you. And like, they like lift it up together. Oh, oh. <laughs> So fucking cool, dude. Dude, that JMS run with fucking Copio on it. Yeah, is that was that was bad really as hell, man. It's bad as hell, man. It's been, Thor has been good for. That's what I'm saying, man. A ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> a ridiculous amount of time, man. Thor has just had bangers. Like, I mean, the lineage from from there to me, like the direct JMS fraction, Kieran, Jason, me. It's fucking insane. Yeah. You know? Like, that is a that is a, 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 a murderer's row, you know? It's kind of like, like how uh, Daredevil was back when... Oh, yeah. You know, it, ha- it had that moment where it, where it was just passed on from great writer to great writer. Yeah, Bendis, Brubaker. Uh, who was after Brubaker? Uh, well, actually, actually, going back one more, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Smith, Brian, um, Brubaker, Diggle. Yep. Um, Diggle, Mark Wade, Charles Soule, Chip Sadarsky. It really fell off with Chip, but that was <laughs> yeah. a, for yeah. a while, like, what a banger list of fucking terrible yeah. writers. Um, all right, next question. I got to bail here in just a little bit. All right, cool. The Mandalorian. Do you want oh, to return God. for another Silver Surfer story after Silver Surfer Black? Maybe an ongoing or just some more crossovers with Thor? I'll never rule anything out, but I, I said what I have to say. Um, with Silver Surfer, Surfer Black, you know, Silver Surfer Black was always kind of intended to be a bookend to Thanos wins. Um, one is very, um, one is at the end of time and nothing matters and it's very nihilistic. And then one is at the beginning of time and everything matters and it's very hopeful. Um, and it is, um, they're companion pieces. They were always meant to be. Um, and so that being said though, um, I definitely, definitely, mark my words, am not done with Thanos. Sweet. I, I, I put him to bed. Uh, Jerry killed him, but I resurrected him and then <laughs> shot him through a, through a black hole. So, uh, with Hela. I, I, I really, look, my Guardians run was short, uh, but it has, I, I hope people will look back on it as me laying groundwork. Because I don't want anyone to forget that I shot a zombie <laughs> Thanos and Hela through a fucking black hole. So please pay attention. And what did Silver Surfer Black tell us about what when things fall through black holes? 
So I don't know. I'd maybe pay attention to that shit. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not done with Thanos. And I, yeah, I won't say that I'm done with Silver Surfer. I fucking like that guy. I, he's like one of the first characters that was kind of like an odd pick for me to write because he is so, um, so much of a pacifist and so much of a, of a, of a, an explorer and, and a very thoughtful and hopeful person. Which is so the um, antithesis of Thanos, um, and like and like and Eddie to a certain degree, at least his public perception. I'm, I'm I normally write like grumbly fucking you know anti-hero dudes, you know. Um, so it's fun to kind of stretch that a little bit. Sweet. Um, you want to do one more, or you want to call it? Sure, one, one more. And I got to bail. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean the show has to be over. It just means I have to go. No, no, no. It'll be over. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, oh no <laughs> it's done <laughs> uh land pits actually has a sort of like logistical marvel you question how does the power okay. cosmic compare to the power of a god are they different things different levels what do we think i think that i think the important thing to note with this is that i am not in the business of writing the back of trading cards um, I whatever the power level will be whatever I need it to be for any given moment mm-hmm. um, but that's not the point the point is not that Thor uh, all of a sudden is, is, in, is more insanely powerful it is what this new role means for him what does that mean for his freedom what does that mean for his obligations to this for, for this like devourer of worlds what does that mean for the black marks that it will leave on his soul being involved in this you know, if you've learned anything from Silver Server Black, being a herald marks you. It's not fucking fun. It's not cool. You know? And oh my god, Cordy, I swear <laughs> to god, we made it almost all the way through this entire podcast, you fucking lunatic. Not a Donnie episode. Um, oh my god, Cordy. Unbelievable. I'm trying to talk poetic about Thor. Um, <laughs> so I I think that I think that what's important is it is that is the ramifications of what this does to this human being, not what specifically it, like, new powers it gives him. That being said, you know, I I like to write both of those things. I like to write the poignant and the powerful, um, and so you will absolutely get to see Thor flex on some fools and show them what the fuck time it is, uh, for sure. Uh, maybe in the next issue. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, that's all the Twitter questions we're going to do today, and that's pretty much the episode. Donnie, cool. anything else you want to add before we leave this episode? Uh, thanks, everybody, so much for reading Thor uh, and supporting everything. Um, Ryan and I are uh, hard at work on our, our, our next thing. Um, uh, more to come on that. Um, someone asked a question if Ryan and I would ever do a creator-owned book together. Uh, the answer is yes. That's not what we're working on right now, but I wanted to address that thing and say, fuck yes, and we're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Thank you guys for reading it. Thanks for uh, letting me fucking talk about it. Of course, man. Ryan, another decade of episodes coming. Are you excited? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am. I am. This was fun. Thank this you. show is fun. I'm you guys are good boys. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Appreciate that. We've hopefully um, got an episode coming up about Venom Island Part One. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yes, we are good boys. We're good supple boys. I'm Griffin. Ethan is also here. I'm at Griff Sheridan on Twitter. Ethan is at Tales to Astonish. 
Ryan is at Ryan Stegman. Donnie is at Don Cates. And that's all the places you can find us. Where can you find the show? On Twitter, we're at Stegman Show. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at stegmanandfriends.com. You can email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on the show. We'll do a mailbag episode Damn, boy. soon. Nice little mix up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram at Stegman Show. I said that already. I think that's all the things. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We'll read it. Uh, that's the end. Good job, everybody. Damn, boys! Oh, shit. That was a banger. (laughs) That was a banger.